let us just tell you a scrumptious story scrumptious? of someone you may or may not know. Oh, no. Yes. Uh -oh. Dad? And that person's name is Dad. Magnum. Oh. Yes. Yes. This is the story of Magnum. Now, way before the early 90s, way before the early 90s, like back in the pioneer days, the cowboy days, the ranger days. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Do you guys remember the uh, the date on the Dunham Inn? 1802. That is when this story is set. And actually, 1802 is when Magnum actually was 15. 15 years of age. Oh, I didn't say that. We didn't say that. We didn't say that detail. But she was 15 in 1802. <laughs> and back in the day, she went by Magnum Magnesium Meriwether Morgan. Oh. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> now, Magnum was part of a very regal and a very old family and a very strong clan and they were the Obadiah Junior West clan. Yes, they were. Now, one part of the Obadiah Junior West clan was bear wrestlers. Mhm. Mm but that's another story altogether. You see, the part of the family that Magnum was a part of was the gunslingers. The gunslingers of the West. Mhm. Mm you may ask, what part of the West? The West. It was. It was. It was the southeastern corner of Idaho. Mhm. Mm Not only was she a gunslinger, but she was also a partial potato farmer. Mhm. Mm you know, gunslinging is not a very profitable career, so you kind of have to take up another one. So, back in this 1802 that you've heard of, things were different than they are today. There was a lack of internet, refrigerators, mm -hmm. and microwaves. And, uh, Magnum, at this time, she didn't really know that she was had the gunslinger genes inside of her. Those kind of had to awaken. It's not something that you train into yourself. It's part of the blood inside you. In fact, many of these lineages are passed on from, from one to another, mother to daughter, father to son, but Magnum was actually the first in the line to have the gunslinging abilities. Mm-hmm. And you see, these Abilities. Is it awakened or awoke? <laughs> they awoke. awakened. <laughs> <laughs> they awoke. <laughs> awakened. Sure. During a, uh, she was walking along this particularly long stretch of desert, and up came this nice little carriage wagon area. You know, like the wagon trains of the old west that you guys were doing tonight. Like battle wagons? Like battle wagons. There was a wagon train coming up, and they were nice and friendly. And uh, 
they were coming in next to Magnum, and all of a sudden, these evil miners came out of this area and started robbing the, the, uh, the wagon train. Out of nowhere, they stole all 42 of their jackets. That was me. <laughs> they had 42 jackets between the one of them. And you, <laughs> and you see, Magnum couldn't let this stand, but she, she didn't know how she could help back in the day. And, uh, and so, just randomly, she uh, ran to one of the wagons and she found the first six-shooter or magnum that she had ever held before. And in fact, she was on her way again and uh, going, going throughout the desert where she was headed and she got... <coughs> she got sick. <laughs> and then she got over it with some some nice Benadryl, <laughs> Benadryl, and ibuprofen. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> we should move. <laughs> but the second, the second time, the second she time, got her jacket stolen again oh by God. more miners. But this time, she had her trusty Magnum with her, and. It just took one flick of the wrist and one pull of the trigger and that bullet flung from miners pickaxe to pickaxe to pickaxe to pickaxe blowing the pickaxes apart and the miners were so fearful they <laughs> they cried they cried two entire tears between the four of them mhm mm and they just kind of went back to their homes told their moms what happened and uh, left the jackets be and so this is when the era began and Magnum did three incredible things throughout her time from 1802 to 1802 and a half <laughs> that solidified and grew the gunslinger heritage of the Obadiah Jr. West clan. Now someone said earlier that that would make Magnum over 200 years old, which would be true except it's false. You're incorrect on multiple levels. <laughs> So, the reason that she isn't over 200 years old, Magnum, how old are you? 20. She's 20. So, three and a half years ago, maybe more, maybe less, she found a teleportation device and accidentally set it to the wrong year. And so that's why she's here in this year. But, that happened on the third trial and we have to start with the first trial. That is right. That's what she thought too. However, it was incorrect on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first trial. <laughs> Actually, it's not even a trial. It's the first great thing she did during the period of 1802 to 1802 and a half, which was in fact very trialsome. Mm -hmm. So it could be it could be a synonym to trial. 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 Yeah. <laughs> So she was walking down the road on her horse. We call that galloping. Penelope? Galloping, yes. Galloping on a horse named Penelope. Galloping on her horse named Penelope. When she saw three young ladies, Deborah, Denise, and Dorothy, and they were crying when she came upon them. Why was she crying, you might ask? Well, Smolder will tell you. 
They were crying because their precious teddy bears had been taken from them by evil safari guides. <laughs> <laughs> the southern kind. <laughs> we won't go into too many details, but they were driving a safari Suzuki. And thus, they thought, the safari guides thought that the teddy bears would be a good thing to have a safari guide for. Obviously they were wrong, but however, Magnum still had to retrieve the three teddy bears to quiet the criers who were making the whole noise, the whole town unable to sleep for like three weeks. And so she could see the Suzuki driving off in the distance and she stayed on her horse but rode faster. Yes. We call that a quick gallop. It's a good quick gallop. So she was quick galloping. Go ahead. And so she brought out her magnum and fired one shot into the air and then 2,000 stallions came together with her and stormed the Suzuki. <laughs> you see, it was a special bullet she'd engineered herself called the Stallion Stampede. It's a very expensive brand. Very expensive. Oh, it takes uh, all sort of like 14,000 bananas to purchase. Two would know. He's the one who started the trading. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so in that first trial, she was able to get to the jeep and she climbed over the, the backs of all the horses as they were stampeding towards the Suzuki. And she hopped in through the roof. And she put her magnum out and said, give me the teddy bears. And those safari guys were so terrified they couldn't help but throw the three teddy bears directly towards her. And she got back on her horse and galloped away. And the stampede of stallions just sort of dissipated yeah. into thin air. Unfortunately, Magnum <laughs> forgot to bring the teddy bears back for two weeks. In the meantime, she decided to start the second heroic deed, or trial. <laughs> Which is in eastern Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. If you're wondering where that is, we don't actually know either. It's such a sacred legend that, you know, <laughs> it's pretty great though. <laughs> and so in this Mesopotamia, she was uh, sightseeing. All the Mesopotamic sites. Like hippopotamuses. Like hippos. They have the, the world's smallest hippos, the size of cats. Mm -hmm. And the. Uh, Quite cute. <laughs> and gerbils, the size of hippos. <laughs> Not quite as cute. And thus, she found the second heroic deed during one of her travels to one of the many large towns inside eastern Mesopotamia. Indeed. And so she was traveling on her steed again, Penelope? Yes. Through the streets of Mesopotamia, down that cobblestone, 
And there she saw four teen excited. Their names were Stephen, Samuel, Stewed, Stuck, Stomper, Strathen, Statham, Sam, Seth, Stephen again. Sean, Stevel, Stenevin, and Dave. <laughs> now the problem is, everybody, if you if you didn't get get what's going on here, Dave doesn't have a name that starts with an S, so he is jealous of everybody else. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what Magnum did? She. Yeah, she didn't kill him. That's that'd be awful. That'd be wrong. You can't, you can't. We can't tell that kind of a story to you guys. The Obadiah Junior West Clan would never partake in such horrible things. She was driving by on her steed, a quick gallop, you might say, and she grabbed him and threw him on the back of her noble steed and went to the court. And they legally changed his name to Derek, which is still the same problem. And she found that the only way to truly change a person's name was to go in to the, uh, the gladiator realm of the Mesopotamia and win that name in combat. Simon. <laughs> Simon. Simon. He was shooting for Simon. That's what he wanted. And so he entered the ring. With Magnum by his side, they took down wave after wave of evil plants that came out of the gladiator door gate things. And she shot her magnum like you wouldn't believe. She shot it sideways. She shot it, shot it left ways. She shot it under ways. She shot it over ways. She shot it diagonal ways. She shot it up the elevators and down the escalators. And every single bullet made its mark in those evil plant monsters. There was also an evil banana monster somewhere in there. It rang true. It rang true. And thus, Derek had won the right to change his name to Simon. And thus, he was Joyce with all of his other friends, which have other S names that I don't need to say once more. <laughs> and that is the second trial or great thing that Magnum did in the year of 1802 and a quarter. Probably in a quarter about then. And at this time, Magnum remembered that she had forgotten to return the three teddy bears and quickly returned to, uh, was it Idaho? Idaho to return the teddy bear so that the town could finally go to sleep. And on her way, she was stopped by bandits. Not just any normal bandits, but pirate buccaneer bandits. Swashbuckling their little swords around. Horse cow Saying, R, matey. Horse cow bandits. And the trick is, they were actually in Indiana. If you've ever seen Indiana, it's not real close to a lot of water. And so these these pirates were kind of on the land. 
They weren't really, they were really bad pirates actually. There was one pirate especially, and they called him Shooter McGee. He was the fastest quick draw in the entire world. There was not a single quick draw that he had failed. And he challenged Magnum to a quick draw for the ages. Now at this point in time she had no hopes, she had no chances, and it was set for dawn the next day. But you see it wasn't just set for dawn, it was set for death. Yes. And such, at dawn, the two came together and they walked their 14 paces away from each other. But you see, they had very long legs. And so they were almost like a half a mile away. <laughs> Nearly. And, and so, the man in the center decided to start the countdown for the quick draw. And they grabbed their stances, and they rushed for those guns, pulled them up, they shot their own bullets. and they fired them. You want to know what happened? Yeah. The bullets hit each other. other. Nope. The bullets did not hit each other. They both missed. They both missed. You may be asking, how could they both miss? It's because they were half a mile apart, and that's really hard to hit. <laughs> So they came for a, a second try. This time only two paces away. Two paces away. Much closer, but still like, you know, 20 feet. 20 feet. It's within shooting range, you could mm -hmm. say. Especially for the two best shooters in the world, yep. arguably. And so once again, they stood there for what seemed like an eternity. Sweat dripped down Magnum's face. She was sweating. But she wasn't letting it get to her because she's an Ob she's a descendant of the Obadiah Junior West clan. No way, Jose. And once again, they pulled their guns out. But they missed. And they shot. But they missed. And unfortunately, they missed. The man over there, Shooter McGee, he forgot he he forgot to load the rest of his gun, and so he fired nothing on that one. And Magnum shot and took off his hat, but she did it just as a warning to show him grace and mercy. And that is the third great trial that Magnum did on her way back to return the teddy bears. And you see, she got back to the town with her heroic deeds spread all over, and uh, she came here and uh, she got to the town and gave the three teddy bears back and she was walking to get a drink of water from the well and then she fell into the well. And that's where she resides today. <laughs> that's a joke. She, she got out. There was a rope. So she climbed out. But when she arose that Shooter McGee guy hadn't learned his lesson, but this time he had some strange futuristic device in his hands. It's called a rocket launcher. And so Magnum ran in slow motion as fast as she could in slow motion, of course, of not course. so fast. And she tripped and fell back into the well. This time she realized it was no ordinary well. 
No, it was not. In fact, some might say it's a well to the future. To the future. And so she was climbing up, or at least trying again, trying to look up and see where Shooter was, and he was pointing his gun down, getting ready to shoot, and he shot his gun and it was coming down, and she touched a place on the wall, and there was a white flash, and a noise like 1,000 panthers screaming at the top of their lungs for more pop music. Which, if you've never heard that noise, it sounds like what, what would happen if you use that time machine? Mm-hmm. It's very similar. And thus, when, the, when her eyes were able to open once more and she could see, Shooter was no longer there and it was no longer day, it was night. So she traveled a few hours ahead. She traveled. Like, to three years ago and a half, which would make it 2017, 16, 13, 2013 and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was about November of 2013. And since then, she's been going to school, doing her dues, giving up on most of the shooting activity. It's just not, not quite as safe as not it used to be. Not quite as safe as, and not quite as useful as it used to be. No, no it isn't. She's given up those days for pe more peaceful times, so don't ask her to shoot anyone for you. It's not going to happen. And so, she reconnected with the Obadiah Jr. West clan, and that's how she found Fabio, who is also part of that clan. Dude. And now, she's here. And in fact, she is his great, great... Great, 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 couple great, other greats. Great knee. Oh, wait. Aunt. Aunt, Aunt. not go. niece. Aunt. So you could say that Fabio is her great, 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 great couple other great nephew. Nephew. Right? Yes. yes, correct. You said aunt first. No, she's the aunt. She's the aunt. Fabio's he's, the nephew. He's the nephew. Yes. Mm hmm. And thus, we have returned to the present, but always remember. Don't forget, kids. Hey, don't forget, kids. The shepherd was her father. What? Never, hey, never forget. The shepherd was her father. Any questions? <laughs>